0: With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. Be on the lookout
1: and alert for anything
2: out of the ordinary.
0: Natalie Cheel and Rick Munn. Thank you for your cooperation. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
2: Yes, Monday, 19th of February, 2024. No Natalie Chill today. No Natalie Chill. Unfortunately, a little bit of uh, personal business that she needs to take care of over the next few days. But rest assured, Are not should be back on the airways. Maybe, maybe on Thursday. Uh, I don't think she'll be back before that, but probably on Thursday of this week. So, uh, please feel free to leave any lovely messages of support for in the live chat. And I'm sure if she's uh, checking them out, which she probably won't, but if she is, uh, it'll give her a little bit of lift. So come back soon, Nat. Uh, All is forgiven. Only joking, of course. Uh, We've plenty on the cards here this morning. Action-packed show as always, as you would expect. Uh, Coming up this hour, I'm going to be talking with. Gemma Cooper, and also uh, with Simon Gold from uh, UNN, and the one and only John Porter is coming back from Chasing Descent. Going to be talking about uh, a lot of issues here this morning. The lines will be open towards the end of the show should you feel led uh, to pick up the phone and give me a call. Uh, You're free to do so, or, excuse me, of course, you can leave us a message in our live chat, and if I can get a glance at that during the course of the show, I will endeavour to do so and pick out any choice comments. Uh, As I'm sure you're aware, massive week this week in London. Uh, TNT have descended, descended upon the capital city, yes. And uh, we're setting up shop for some live broadcasting at the uh, High Court tomorrow to determine whether or not Julian Assange will have permission to appeal his extradition to the United States. We're gonna be covering that live tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday, possibly as well, we'll be doing some live coverage on Friday, but the shows are going to be moved around a tad tomorrow, so I'll be starting at 7am instead of my usual 9am, and uh, the shows that were on in the earlier morning will be doing live broadcasts from the capital in and around the Assange hearing. So please stay tuned for any updates on broadcasting and show content, et cetera, over the next few days. But rest assured, uh, it will all be good. And also a little teaser for you, a little taster tomorrow. uh, My old chum Darren and I are back on the airwaves together uh, for the open line show. Tomorrow, which is Tuesday, and also on Wednesday morning. So, all that to play for this week. It's going to be an action packed week. Uh, Going to take a quick break right now. Got a ton of stuff to cover. Uh, I want to get Gemma Cooper's input on uh, some issues. And also, of course, she's plenty to bring to the table herself. So, we'll be right back here on TNT.
0: Giving you what you want. I want the facts.
2: Today's News
0: Talk Radio TNT.
2: Gemma, uh, you've got a a great story. Well, it's not great. It's a horrible story, actually, but it's one that needs covered and it follows on from uh, a lot of stuff that we've been talking about before. Abuse uh, by the police of, you know, personal messaging services, uh, gloating over victims, one thing and another. Just before we get to that one, really briefly, story is seen here this morning from the Irish independent deaths from brain bleeds are due uh, due to stroke are to rise by 74.4%, let's call it 75% in Ireland, uh, a study warns. So death from brain breeds are on their way up, Only an 8.9% increase in Europe uh, by 2050, according to a New START survey. So the study was published today in the Lancet Regional Health by researchers from King's College London. Stroke has consistently ranked among top three major causes of death and disability worldwide. Uh, It seems to be on the up, Gemma, and Ireland. 75% increase uh, in a year? Uh, That seems a little bit high, doesn't it?
3: And that's a prediction. Did you rightly say mm-hmm. that's a prediction? Mm-hmm. What do they know that we don't? What do they know mm-hmm. about, you know, dodgy batch numbers and, and, and serial numbers of, of vaccines? Mm-hmm. You know, how do they know that? How can you possibly mm-hmm. know that? That is mm-hmm. extremely suspicious kind of modeling let's call it um mm-hmm. yeah that and it doesn't have parity with the other figures you've just mentioned so clearly mm-hmm. something's afoot there and this mm-hmm. constant uh, relentless juggernaut of normalizing strokes and heart problems oh yeah yeah it's really normal don't mm-hmm. worry about it and i'm sure that article as well that you've described in the lancet mm-hmm. no less uh, um doesn't even go into the probable causes does it i, I probably no. uh, what would they say diet and lifestyle i don't know climate, Berlin, change.
2: Climate, climate change climate change probably and laughing too much having fun pressure, sunshine, it's killing us, it's killing us hand over fist, it's causing bleeds in the brain. And here's the old thing, as as always, have to make this clear, we don't know who dies because of what unless we see an autopsy. And we're not suggesting or I'm not suggesting that every death that happens with stroke or that every case of cancer that comes out of the blue is because of a jab that was rolled out over the last three years. However, However, it would be foolish, uh, as the government are doing, to completely brush all that to the side and say, well, there's no correlation whatsoever between the jab rollout and the massive spike in turbo cancers, cancers, aggressive cancers, returning cancers, uh, you know, uh, autoimmune system diseases heart disease, stroke, and so on and so forth, that's what they're doing. So maybe it's just another one of those strange coincidences, Gemma, but a 74.4% spike in deaths from brain bleeds due to stroke uh, in Ireland is predicted. I think that's a little bit on the high side, and certainly an eyebrow or two should be raised, but shoulders are being shrugged, and you know things are being brushed under the carpet, left, right, and centre.
3: And wasn't there a, a there was, the, I think it was the WHO last week. It was either the WHO or the UN that was saying there'll be a, a, a huge spike in cancers. Um, up right up until 2050. And of course, this is at the time when the countries around the world, we did this story, are all developing their cancer vaccine, their mm-hmm, cancer vaccine, mm-hmm. um, but they already know that all these cancers are coming. I mean, how can they possibly know that? How can anyone possibly know that? And 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 being very blatant about that fact openly uh, at a time when yet yeah, the vaccines are all in development, genetic vaccines, all kinds of vaccines, the mRNA vaccines for cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you couldn't make it up. I wish we were making it up say, some days, Rick, mm-hmm. I, I really do.
2: I know, I know it's crazy, but that's the world in which we live. This next story uh, that you've got for us as well seems a little bit hard to believe, but no, it's it's a reality. It's something that we've come to expect or certainly that we're not being shocked by uh, to do with Nottingham stabbing victims' family sickening uh, to learn about police officers sharing graphic details of their injuries on WhatsApp groups. Uh, surely this can't be right.
3: Well, it's another series of, of WhatsApp scandals to have really rocked the police in, in recent years, since 2020, with obviously Wayne Cousins in the Sarah Everard case was the one that kind of kicked it all off. But you would have thought that the the police generally across the UK would have clamped down On the use of of private messaging. Uh, But no, this this is a murder case that happened last year. Uh, Valdo Calcone, he went on a a stabbing rampage in Nottingham, killed two young students and a school caretaker. Uh, He was sentenced only a few weeks ago. Um, Interestingly, his family used the defense of his mental health deteriorated during lockdown. It didn't quite wash, I don't think, with the courts, although he's gone to secure mental health unit. However, it was a very violent crime very violent stabbing and officers on the scene took uh, very graphic images of the injuries of all the victims and then forwarded it to each other members of the force. Uh, And then some officers, one officer in particular, uh, forwarded it to his wife Uh, And a friend Uh, also within the WhatsApp group, the 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 relay of the message was wrongly attributed to a terror attack. So this is information that was being forwarded to people outside of the force. It could have gone into the hands of of mainstream media. It could, you know, all of that kind of stuff of data protection. Uh, But this has all emerged. Over the weekend, and the families this morning are saying how sickened they are. They say it's absolutely abhorrent. It's needless voyeurism on the parts of the officers. And obviously, you know, a latest in another string of WhatsApp uh, revelations. You know, Wayne Cousins uh, joked about rape before he did rape and murder Sarah Everard, allegedly. And five former Met officers within that WhatsApp thread also made vile racist comments. And they were done for gross misconduct. So this was a misconduct hearing the case we're talking about now uh, last month. Uh, the officer has not been fired. He uh, he got off with a final written warning. So he's still employed by Nottingham Police. Uh, but the families, uh, are, you know, now that the revelations are coming out, clearly been leaked. Somebody's clearly leaked the details of this gross misconduct hearing. Maybe somebody from within the force, who knows. Um, but the families, you know, obviously are saying, you know, not only have we got to cope with the tragedy and the horror every day of what happened to our loved ones we now have to realize that the police who we thought we were there to support us were, were making light of this and sending it out and breaching our privacy breaching the details of the case um and, and there's there's an argument here i think because today uh, the education secretary has announced this blanket ban on mobile phones in all schools in the uk and has issued all the guidance to head teachers is there a case now for for similar guidance uh, being issued to the police it's just a question i'm throwing out there or are we going to see more whatsapp scandal after whatsapp scandal after whatsapp scandal because who knows maybe this is the tip of a very very big iceberg uh,
2: yeah this is another there's another level of weirdness to this one actually uh, in the other stories that we have covered that we're talking about body cam footage they shared the clips and whatsapp groups In this particular uh, case, it was the details of the injuries that were shared in the WhatsApp group. There weren't actually any pictures shared in this one. This guy was actually typing out uh, the horror details in written form and sending it on to uh, the WhatsApp group, as well as ongoing processes with the investigation investigation. This is even more sinister in a way because maybe he didn't have access to the actual photographs or any photographs that were taken of any injuries, but he had his hands on the reports that were done and he actually went to the trouble, Jim, of typing that out, actually typing out the details and then forwarding it on. And his wife uh, was also included as a recipient of these details too. What kind of man or woman uh, writes details of a horror stabbing like that to their partner and friends or other people that they work with—is that not a sign of an underlying psychopathy or sociopathy of some description? should this that guy guy not be pulled immediately and sent for mental health assessment? That's the sort of thing uh, Ted Bundy or Fred West would have done, is it not?
3: Well, very possibly. Um, Yeah, and we talk a lot, don't we? We have done a lot of um, police misconduct stories over the last few weeks, let alone months. Since Mm. I've been here on TNT, we have discussed the policing situation here in the UK, and we have often talked about whether uh, people go into the force because they have those tendencies that you've just outlined, you know, psychopathic tendencies, narcissistic tendencies, sociopathic tendencies, and the force attracts that kind of person, or whether or not the training or the culture, the culture, I would say, not the training, the culture in, in encourages um, you to behave a bit more like that now I will kind of caveat this when I used to work on a big daily paper one of the mm-hmm. things we had to do was go and knock on the doors of uh, grieving relatives we'd look at the mm-hmm. death notices in the paper and if it was an unusual death you'd be tasked with finding the address of the family knocking on the mm-hmm. door and saying you know tell me about your dead baby mm-hmm. I mean I can't believe I did that I can't believe I made my living mm-hmm. doing that but that's a whole nother life um, mm-hmm. but on the wall in the, in the office we had the thing called the death knock league and it was who got the most that month and then you'd get a, you'd get a drink in the pub at the end of the month. But it was a way of kind of offsetting the pressure of what yeah. you were doing because nobody enjoyed it. So it was kind of very mm-hmm. black, dark, ga- gallows humor. But the people I worked with were all nice, relatively nice people. Mm. Um, is this a very extreme example of that? I don't know. I don't know. But is it a human way of discharging <clears throat> distressing cases and circumstances? It doesn't sound like that in this case. I have to say, you're quite right. He went to extreme lengths of the detail. Um, and he's he's still employed by the force. Um, so, they clearly didn't want to get rid of him.
2: No, they didn't. Uh, I'm going to have to rename you, by the way. I've been referring to you from the start of the year as Gemma the Cooper, uh, uh, the Trooper Cooper. It's now Gemma the Death. Knocker, a.k.a. Grim Reaper, uh, Cooper Moorlegan. Like and I'm sure you had a few uh, bonus drinks at the end of the month, fighting your way up the death knock league uh, in the newspaper. But yes, this stuff does happen. This guy in particular though, let me say this. It, it said that his wife had asked for details of what was happening with the investigation. She wanted an update on it. Why she was involved or fascinated by a stabbing again, I don't know. So he sent the details forward uh, and so on and so forth. People are saying this is disgusting and needless voyeurism, which it is. It's also sick and twisted and depraved. And the most disturbing thing about it is not so much that the guy did this because people are being caught for this thing all the time. But the fact that he's allowed to remain in situ and who knows what else he's been leaking out the other groups about other crimes. If anything, I don't know. I'm just saying if he did it once, uh, there's no smoke without fire and a leopard very rarely changes its spots. So maybe a reprimand was not enough in this case, uh, Jim, just as we're up this one up
3: yeah I was surprised actually when I read and, and that nottingham Police said that it's been dealt with he's gone on a training course <laughs> you know to train him to not do it again but you're quite right how many times has he does it done it previously how many other officers we've got 43 police forces in the uk how how often has this gone on in other forces obviously with the Met case sparking everything You're with Sarah Everard um, the cases are coming to light but how many other people are looking at their mobile phones and it's a bit like the COVID inquiry how many WhatsApp messages are going to go missing how many WhatsApp messages are going to be deleted as mm-hmm. people in the force think oh blimey I, I sailed a bit close to the wind." Though I didn't think anyone would find out well you might get found out I don't know again that's speculation but I, I agree with you there's no smoke without fire I wonder if this is a cultural thing within the force but then again is it a way of offsetting as I say distressing a distressing mm. job event you you have to have left let off steam i think we're being charitable actually if we attribute that to this yeah. particular case
2: Yeah, this guy uh, won the watch and for his wife, she's just as bad. She wanted the details as well and was happy to receive those. And of course, uh, you know, these people sometimes operate in pairs. They feed off of each other. I don't know anything about them. All I'm saying is it's a weird one and it did happen. And of course, nothing is really being done to uh, reprimand the culprit properly. But therefore, uh, the show goes on in their case. Uh, Gemma, many thanks to you for bringing us that story. And I know you'll be back again in the next hour. Uh, Please stay tuned. I've got Simon Gould and coming here live uncensored and unscripted on TNT today's news
4: talk TNT's Tyler Nixon Robert F Kennedy running um he's uh, I went and had a chance to see him speak in uh, Philadelphia when he announced his independence from the Democrat crime syndicate and I honestly had hoped that he would be able to be a force within that party to reform it to bring sanity back to it uh, if it ever had it and to uh, maybe begin to purge the elements of criminality and fraud and deceit and destruction and uh, treason uh, out, of that, out of that crime syndicate of a party, but clearly the institutional forces that have arrayed against uh, anyone who would challenge this, uh, this deep state uh, slash criminal syndicate that has taken over our government.
0: Tyler Nixon
4: on today's News Talk, TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702. Or read more at mitmodular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. So many people who
0: had no history of heart illnesses have got it now, or blood clotting after the COVID 19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness, lighting the
2: fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. Yes, it's TNT. It's Monday morning. It's the nineteenth of February. I'm Rick Munn, and this is Open Line. Very happy to be joined again uh, by one of Wales's very finest products, none other than Mr. Simon Gold, also known as the Gold Eagle. He is a correspondent from Unity News Network, and it's really nice to have him back here again. This fine and beautiful uh, Monday morning. How's things over in lovely Wales for you this morning, Simon?
1: Well, I'm not a meteorologist, so I can't tell you how freezing it is uh, still over here in Ooh. South Wales. I, I think I ought to put on my CV as well. I'm a correspondent now for TNT Radio. I'm I've been on so often now. It's uh, uh, it must I think it's the, the fifth, maybe even the sixth time now. I've been on the uh, on on the Rick Munn show, which is really good.
2: Well, it's lovely to have you back, as always, and it's a nice way to get the week kicked off. I have a couple of stories here. This one here, I was scrolling this morning uh, and I saw Bono's name trending and I had to check out why I thought, has he died? Has he gone to WEF, heaven or hell? No, unfortunately, well, I don't want to say unfortunately not. But anyway, he's still alive uh, and he did a concert over the weekend in Las Vegas. I don't know if you've been following their shows or not in Las Vegas, but they've got this huge uh, dome now that they play and there's graphics posted up about them being in the desert, one thing and another, but this is what he said. He was chanting uh, Alexei Navalny's name, uh, the Russian dude who died in prison over the weekend. uh, He chanted Alexei Navalny's name with the audience during his concert in Vegas, and this is what he said. Putin would never say his name, so I thought tonight... People who believe in freedom must say his name, not just remember it, but say it. And then, of course, he whipped the crowd up to check, chant Alexei Navalny. He didn't mention Julian Assange. He didn't mention people who believe in freedom chanting Julian Assange's name. What's his fixation with Alexei Navalny?
1: Well, uh, the thing is, right, I, like many people, would have never heard of him before. And I'm sure all the people in America won't have heard him before. But I got the vibes of, uh, uh, do you remember, with the banging of the saucepans for the NHS? It it, it was that sort of thing. And they do like to get people to become like SEALs, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and Do what I do. And it's definitely, you know, pushing of an an agenda here. It's Um, anti-Russia. It's Bono sold out a long time ago. And it's it's, it's indicative of the amount of the rock and rollers who you would have thought would be fighting for freedom, would be on our side, uh, you know, appearing, appearing on TNT radio. Mm. Uh, But, you know, they're not. They've all sold their souls, unfortunately. But uh, uh, but Bono is uh, uh, he, he's he's an old has been, uh, yes. and uh, I, I mean it, I, I did like uh, when he sang with uh, uh, Ultravox and O Vienna, yes. Yes. Um, but uh, he he's uh, he's singing for the wrong team here, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and. He is. It, you know, time will tell when the truths come out, which they do. The truths are oozing out. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, the, the, the the smarm and
2: the smarminess oozes out of Bono as well, just in case people aren't aware. You know, there's other articles here that shows you pictured uh, grinning like a Cheshire cat with George W. Bush, who's also, by the way, grinning like a Cheshire cat. Another picture of him standing with his arm raised in the air with one hand other arm around klaus schwab at the world economic forum and then worst of all i think uh, a post by bill gates bill gates actually posted a picture of him and bono together again grinning like cheshire cats natalie likes to call it duper's delight uh, this is what uh, bill gates said and it almost made me dry heave in my mouth he said bono you're just as amazing as a philanthropist as you are as a friend working and learning together has been one of my greatest joys. That's the words of old Billy Bob, Bill Gates himself. Does that not make you feel a little bit nauseous this morning? Make you want to maybe yes, regurgitate your cornflakes?
1: I'm, uh, I, I, you know, I'm trying hard. Uh, I don't have a sick bag here, right. <laughs> you know, on, on there. But uh, th- th- this is this is this is what they do. There used to be a time when it would be traditional to get a photograph, you know, of somebody famous up on, uh, you know, the, the so behind you. I, I don't know if you yeah. watch a lot of podcasters, but they have like all books behind them. Look, I'm yeah. well read and everything like that. And and you'd have a photograph of uh, you know you with the president. Um, but in our freedom circles, it doesn't go down that well to have photographs of uh, of of the presidents, especially. Especially like Mr. Bush, uh, mm. who is such a warmongering. Uh, uh, I mean, we're looking at uh, uh, election year coming mm. in. And uh, uh, if I'm asked, you know, would I vote for if I was able to vote in America, would I vote for Trump or or, or a Biden? Uh, it would definitely be Trump. But Trump isn't the answer that we're all being told that no. he is.
2: No, he's not, he's not, and don't forget, he always brands himself crazily if he has any sense in his head, and he wants to win people over that are in the so-called truth movement as the godfather of the vaccine, the man that brought Operation Warp Speed, the light, and still boasts about it to this day. That should tell you everything that you need to know about Donald Trump. Uh, one last uh, story I wanted to squeeze in. This one uh, made me sort of chuckle inwardly, but also wince a little bit, as I thought about being the recipient uh, of treatment here. Foreign dentists, to be allowed to work in the UK without taking a qualification exam in a plan to solve dental crisis. So around four and five NHS surgeries are no longer accepting new patients. Uh, Foreign dentists are set to work uh, in the UK without taking a qualification exam. Ministers are planning to scrap the overseas entry exam to allow dentists from non-European countries to work in Britain. Uh, I don't know about you, you know, when your your teeth are sore, uh, if you're plagued with toothache and, you know, you need a root canal therapy, you would scramble at just about any solution possible. But even at that, Simon, uh, would you be wanting to walk through the doors uh, and some dude to be grinning or woman to be grinning at you, pulling on the old latex gloves and uh, muttering something behind their little paper face mask? And you're thinking, who the hell is this? And do they even have a qualification as they come at you with a black and decker uh, drill?
1: Yeah, well, we're definitely being held at gunpoint uh, by by uh, uh, the powers that be. But uh, I personally do think that this is more it uh, uh, shows uh, how GB news are really hacks because, mm-hmm. uh, yes, we are in a, a, a sort of like dental crisis that you haven't got people coming mm-hmm. in. And as you said, there's four in five dentists. I actually think it's more that aren't accepting NHS uh, NHS mm-hmm. patients. What it means for us, the punter, is we've got to pay more and more—not only for dentistry, right, but mm-hmm. everything. Uh, it's all—it's yeah. all about the ching money. And uh, uh, I do think that this is—is is really a, a non-story, in so much as uh, the actual test that they've got to take—they're uh, already qualified. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's like a, a an entrance exam, and it's a little bit as well, like the uh, COVID vaccination, where they said, "Oh, we're not going to do the testing. We will, we'll skip, we'll skip these little bits of testing, you know, to push it through quicker." And this is what they're doing with the dentistry. Yes, in a perfect world, we would like, uh, you know, to know that we're going to be pretty safe when we go to a dentist. Uh, you know, it's only a, uh, it's when they're handling things such as drills, it would only be a slip of the drill. And before you know it, they're a brain surgeon. You know, you, what you've got to do is uh, just think a little bit uh, differently. Is why Why are they doing it? And I think it's all about the money uh i don't think in this world that we live in they're literally you know taking people coming off the streets uh to no. do such an important job uh, I, maybe- I, I would
2: i would agree with that however one thing i will say is because they're flooding and they're literally flooding and from overseas a lot of there's a lot of chancellors out there as you well know and it's very possible for you to rock up at dover with no id whatsoever tell them you are someone from somewhere the government to accept that and then Proceed to stick you up in a hotel accommodation, give you your benefits of one thing and another. So yes, I think these dudes, or some of them anyway, the vast majority certainly would have had a qualification in their country of origin. But the thing that I'm thinking about is, surely it can't be that difficult uh, to set them down and get a little entrance exam, maybe an RT. I don't know how it's done, but they're completely scrapping that altogether. I can't see it being that big an administrative deal with all the other paperwork that they're doing. And in fact, I think what this is doing is it's the stoke up aggravation among people saying, they're flooding us now with more uh, foreign nhs dental workers and some of them uh, we don't even know if they're qualified or not but you make a good point it's damn hard to get a dentist appointment these days and now most people are having to pay, pay to go private because they can't sign up to new nhs dentists so I think it's a sign of the times, uh, Simon. We've got to take a I've got to take a pause uh, and go to the news headlines. Massive thanks to you this morning uh, for taking time out uh, to hop on that, Simon uh, Gold from UNN. Many, many thanks, and I hope you have a great day. And it heats up a little for you over in Wales. I'm Rick Munn and I'll be back after the headlines with John Porter. Please don't go away. This is TNT. What, what, what brings
3: you
1: here? News, news entirely. TNT Radio News. Matt Boylant here with a quick look at your TNT headlines. Following months of fierce fighting on the front line in Ukraine, Russia has seized control of a key city in the Donetsk People's Republic. In a desperate effort to stay relevant, failed US presidential candidate Hillary Clinton appears to be trying to reignite her fight with Donald Trump. And the US ambassador to the UN says Washington will veto a Security Council resolution demanding an immediate ceasefire in Gaza because it doesn't suit the White House's agenda.
0: Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think
1: we're doing a good job? Then please let us know.
0: Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab or Getter? Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk,
2: TNT Radio. Okay, uh, the fun never ends here on TNT. I'm joined again by my old chum, John Porter, from the one and only Chasing Descent podcast uh john is an ex cop and also a former university manager and it pro that sounds pretty impressive and as i say the host of chasing descent welcome back this morning and how are you doing this fine monday morning
5: i'm doing well mate i'm doing very well indeed um thank you for for having me back on um yeah i've been around a long time i suppose that's why i've ended up with all these different jobs
2: Mm. I know, it's funny, isn't it? When I reflect back on my life, uh, you know, my career path, it's taken me to where I am now. It's like a proverbial roller coaster ride with a few loop the loops. Thrown in for good measure. I'm sure you can uh, identify with that yourself, my friend. Uh, We've got a a few things to talk about here this morning. Uh, As we know, there's been a lot of success, a few wins with the farmers' protests. They seem to be spreading. Uh, Initially, a few weeks ago, we were talking about Germany. We're talking about France. Now Mm -hmm. it seems to be Wales, England, and Ireland are mobilising as well. Uh, The tractors are out in force. Uh, What do you think the trajectory is for these protests, and uh, should we see them expect to see France-style levels in uh, Wales, for example? <laughs> well, we'll go into that
5: in a second. First of all, though, I do have to correct Simon. It was mid-year that sung in Ultravox,
2: not Bono. <laughs> I know. I, 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 when he said that about Vienna, when he said that about Vienna, I thought maybe he did backing vocals on it. You know the way Sting did backing vocals on Money for Nothing with uh, Dark yeah. Straits, with Mark Knopfler. I was thinking, I actually should have asked him, I said... It was <laughs> vocals because he definitely wasn't the singer of Ultravox. Yeah.
5: So anyway, let's go into the serious stuff. And you know what? This is All serious. Son-
2: the singer of Ultravox is damn serious. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, it but is. I, I mean,
5: you you can't replace a Scotsman
2: with an Irishman. Big, big, no, you big, definitely can. <laughs> but, but they, anyway, uh, t- they both had dodgy ponytails. They both pony had dodgy ponytails do. at a time. They, they give them that.
5: They do. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the farmer protests. So. The farmer protests. I'm, I'm very, um, very wary of protests because, mm-hmm. first of all, you have to think, what's the mission? You know, what, what are these guys out? Who are they out to, to to help? And what's the mission? What's the end game? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it always seems to be, when you boil it down, they're out for themselves, right? So the farmers have got concessions in Europe. You know, the German farmers, the French farmers. So uh, uh, Ursula von der Leydon has, has, has knocked back some of the things that she was going to put into the Agenda 2030, 2040 thing. So they've removed the, the emissions linked to farming. They've given them concessions by re- doing away with the halving pesticide you know, within the next six years. The, so the farmers have got what they need to do their job, which is mm-hmm. make food and earn a living. Now, the people that think the farmers were out there fighting for our freedoms, no, they weren't. They, they were mm-hmm. out looking for themselves. And it, if you think about all these things, ultimately the people that do it are looking for themselves. Remember the big, um, the, the lorry protests about the cost of diesel in Europe? You know, it was, it was all about the cost of diesel. They're not looking for anything, you know, for themselves. Look at all the protests that... Uh, the ones in in Britain that we're talking about. What are these farmers protesting about? Because they're not protesting about. They're not going to start protesting about um, freedoms. They're really protesting about the restrictions that are being placed on them, and mm. and the land restrictions and the use of how they can can use that land. And then you look at you look at Wales and Wales is a great example because you think, well, well, the Welsh are going to get up there. They're going to start fighting for us. Well. The tractors the tractor protest was was all over social media, you know, guys on tractors saying we're having it. and, and mm-hmm. he ultimately I think they had a, a, a meeting and a cup of tea and a community hall in Wales and I've not seen anything since. <laughs> and then then I saw eight tractors running through, you know, Balfrod in Scotland or something like that. Eight tractors, right? Okay. Well, maybe they were actually just going somewhere. So what are these guys gonna achieve? And then let's look at the really big protests. Let's look at the trucker protest in Canada. What did that achieve? So mm-hmm. all those trucks, they brought Canada to a halt. They, they, they occupied the, the center of the capital city, Otherwise. Ottawa. Mm-hmm. What did they actually achieve? Well, ultimately, most of these protests seem to end up with everybody doubling down on the dystopia. because. Let's go back to the, the protests that we had in London over the last four years. Well-attended protests, but not reported in the media and given a different slant by the media. And what did those protests actually achieve? And if we, if we boil it down, what they actually achieved was more laws and more powers for the police to stop you protesting.
2: And that's certain- quite frightening. Yeah, there's certainly a case to be made. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, if I was a farmer and I was out protesting taking time out Mm -hmm. from doing my job, I would be out because it's affecting me directly. So there's no doubt about it. Of course, they're out because it's it's affecting their livelihoods. It's hitting them in the pocket. But of course, it's going to hit us uh, also Mm -hmm. in the pocket. If there's a lack of food, it's going to push the prices up. Or if there's no food, it's going to turn into uh, a Hunger Games type scenario. The other aspect of this, by the way, uh, is that any large movement or any large uh, mass protest is liable to be hijacked, at least in part by agent provocateurs, the government sending mm-hmm. people in uh, to whip certain elements up or give the, the, the legitimacy of a peaceful, nonviolent protest to, to soil that to a degree, and of course then to say, mm-hmm. like, we can't allow this to happen again, so therefore we need to crack down. So totally take on board what you're saying about uh, when you reflect back on what these protests have done, does it not tighten the vice just a little bit more, but it certainly is. at the point, like if you're uh, chasing descent, uh, podcast was taken off our and locked and loaded on TNT was, we would probably be out in the streets of London protesting yeah. because we've been hit personally. But then, of course, other people would say, well, yes, but it's also a striking a blow at freedom and liberty and so on. And then the government say, well, there's a lot of people gathering down and uh, up in Glasgow today or over in Belfast today. Let's get some people in there to stir the pot and get these guys a lot of bad publicity. So I think it's like smoking. And- there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, John, mm-hmm. uh, with yeah. everything at the minute. And a lot of people uh, find that, you know, this whole business of critical thinking, you're told to think about everything, question everything. So you shouldn't automatically just take everything at face value. The flip side of that is I think there's a lot of people discounting everything automatically as well. I think you need Mm -hmm. to strike that balance in the middle, say, okay, what's actually happening on the ground? What has been happening on the ground? And what has been the outcome of previous actions in the past? And I think you need to take everything into uh, account uh, and put it in the balance and then uh, come to your own conclusions on it. So it's an interesting take on it for sure. Uh, But one thing I I will say is, you know, uh, there was a, just as we finish this off, Greenpeace, co-founder, Dr. Patrick Moore, uh, was mm-hmm. talking about nitrogen and fertilizers. He said, yeah. if we did actually achieve net zero, if we did it, at least 50% of the population would die of hunger yeah. and disease. Yeah. He said, at least 50% of the population depends on nitrogen fertilizer for its existence, and there's people trying to ban it. Netherlands, Sri Lanka have already made these kind mm-hmm. of moves. So truly, it's a death wish in disguise. Oh. So one way or another.
5: You're 100 right because that's what kicked off Indonesia. It was the, the banning the nitrogen fe- uh, fertilizer mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people were actually dying because they were starving to death. Now that's the kind of protest that works because everybody came out there, not just the farmers. You know that affected everyone. The whole population came out and they affected, you know, regime change. Mm-hmm. They they changed the government. The 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 prime minister had to flee the country. Mm-hmm. That's when you make a difference. But well, uh-huh. in our in our situation, where the media are firmly controlled by the government, I mean they're in their pocket. So really, until you get the rest of the population with you, you can't affect. If you can't make effective change with protests, uh-huh. you just can't do it. And and that's a horrible thing to say because you think you've got the freedom of speech, but really, do you, when it comes to it,
2: do you really, you know, uh-huh. do you really? numbers numbers are absolutely crucial and you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, like a small protest somewhere there was eight people turned up or eight tractors that went to a local yeah. uh, community hall that ain't going to make uh, 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 any difference whatsoever the, the key is mass and numbers. So the reason why, for example, the Ottawa protest got so much coverage over uh, two years ago, can mm. you believe that was yeah. two years ago, was because of the know. number of people that were descending on Ottawa and the actual effect that it did have bringing the place to standstill. It's the same with the Netherlands last year. It's the same with what's happening in France and Germany. The one encouraging thing about this, I would say, is that, yes, in the first instance, it was the farmers, or in that case, the truckers that were coming out. But then that seemed to suck in Uh, a lot of uh, the public behind them as well, and that's Mm -hmm. where I think numbers are important too, when we need mass non-compliance, not just non-compliance individual non-compliance is fine for you and I in our everyday lives but if enough of us get together it has this weird effect, it kind of sucks more people in, don't you think, like a vortex of non-compliance, and I think that's what they're afraid of, the numbers rather than the actual causes that they're actually protesting against.
5: You're 100% right, Right. but the problem is when you've got the grasp of the media and you're under your control, you can't get the numbers out to the numbers. You know, you, mm. you can you can't, you have a, a good sized protest. Look at the protests that, that happened, that Natalie was on, that Ben was on, you know, and London, there was millions of people there. And yet, you know, Mariana Spring was reporting that as like, you know, a few,
2: 10,000 people, a few people hundred. The BBC yeah,
5: yeah, exactly. Filming in an alley, you know, actually being caught and seen by people, that we know, like Ben, he saw her filming in an alley, away from the main thing, misrepresenting what was going on. And when the media are doing that, the, the general population of the public think, well, it's only a few people and really it's not affecting me. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to mm-hmm. sit back and see what happens. And, and unfortunately, that's the situation that affects Britain most. You know, mm-hmm. let's just sit back and see what
2: happens. Does it not also, just as we're up this up, John, does it not also show the importance of what you're doing and what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. here and TNT's doing as well? Yeah. We, if it weren't for alternate sources, independent sources, bringing the actual facts and the coverage of this to the masses, whether they choose to listen to us or not, at least we're providing the service of bringing them the actual truth and showing the real numbers. That's why we collectively are viewed upon as such a threat. And we'll have all these uh, bills and uh, online harms bills mm-hmm. and disinformation laws yep. now being passed in Ireland to shut people like you up. Because effectively, we are doing what the mainstream media should be doing, but aren't because they're paid off. We're bringing people the truth.
5: Yeah, you're exactly right. We're bringing people the truth, and and unfortunately, that's why we we're sitting in the middle, and nobody likes us. Because you know you're, you're telling you're, <laughs> you're telling the people that that you know, want all out change that you know you've got to be able to do certain different things to achieve it, and and really what you did achieved very little, and then mm-hmm. you're telling the other side you know that we need to, we need. We're trying to report what's actually the groundswell of opinion. And and you end up in the middle and nobody likes you. Mm-hmm.
2: I know. Stuck in <laughs> the middle is the old, the old Steelers' Wheel song. Went, yeah. You know, stuck in the middle with you. And that's a nice way to round it off. We started yeah. off talking about mid-year. Now we're talking about Steelers' Wheel. Anybody that's seen Reservoir Dogs will know what we're talking about here, but I don't want to get too yeah. graphic. It's still a bit early in the morning. John, <laughs> so we've got to take... We'll keep uh, the- We'll keep them keep, on, keep keep, keep, keep keep your ear to the ground. No pun intended yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. for more information on that one, John. It's been an absolute blast. We got to take a little break now. That's uh, John Porter. Please follow him and support the guys over at Chasing Descent. You can check out their YouTube channel. Uh, him and Ben are doing an absolutely sterling job there, John. Many thanks as always uh, for joining us. Love the shirt, by the way. Love the background as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to invest me in some neon pink also, uh, just to get with the program. So, big thanks to you this morning john and i hope you have a great day uh doing whatever you're gonna do you're welcome uh so please listeners don't go away we shall be right back after this news break or uh, ad break here sorry on tnt today's news talk
0: de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective
6: well we had the super bowl yesterday and interestingly enough people were bragging about the idea that the super bowl was powered by solar panels now this is very very interesting since the super bowl was at night and you really can't store solar panel electricity so how was that happening now let's say there was some miraculous way we did store some of that energy from the solar panels During the day by the way there's been a lot of clouds around Las Vegas lately in fact it snowed south of Tucson how do you like that for climate change but let's say we could store that how much of the Super Bowl was actually powered by those solar panels this is typical of what goes on with these people they make claims they're unsubstantiated they don't back it up And if they do back it up, they don't give anyone a chance to actually look at the details of it. But that's typical of what's going on. As far as the result of the Super Bowl, I wasn't really paying attention because I was looking at the weather. You know why? Because I enjoy the weather. It's the only weather I've got. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watch Dog Meteorologist Joe Bastardi. And I already told you what you could do with the weather.
3: I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I I didn't think I'd survive, but I did ask for help and Covenant House
4: was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there.
6: Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed.
4: Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future.
6: They just really, genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today.
4: If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today
0: this is a place for crazy people Natalie
4: Cheel and Rick Munn I think
0: you'll listen TNT
2: okay uh, we're motoring merrily on through the show here this morning this is uh, Open Line I'm Rick Munn and if you're listening right now and you want to lift the phone and give us a call please do so check out the numbers they are on our website which is tntradio.live there's a little drop down box up at the top so if you're calling from the UK or from Australia or New Zealand or America uh, there are three dedicated numbers there that you can use just thought it would take a moment uh, to dive into the live chat which you don't normally get a chance to do before the top of the hour uh, jack guzzler cliffy said i went to the dentist two years ago 16 quid for a checkup and a clean went three weeks ago twenty eight fifty for a checkup not a uk person yes uh, it's becoming extremely expensive to get your teeth sorted out i would advocate for making sure that you do what you were told to do when you were a little boy or a little girl which is brush those teeth twice a day vigorously uh toothpaste put a little bit of elbow grease in there invest in your teeth people uh, because of course uh, you don't grow them after your second set actually pops out Uh, hidden in plain sight, also said the doctors have gone away. Uh, Nurses are at home on full pay when people were out banging on banging on their pants. Uh, Mazzy's in the live chat. Uh, Mr. Moose is in the live chat. Uh, Holly, of course, is in the live chat. Uh, she says, yes, John, but we need farmers. I don't care if they aren't freedom fighters, no farms, no food. Very good point. There, um, uh, Holly, and of course, one that I was trying to make also, of course, they're out right in the first instance because they're being affected. And But when they're affected, we're also affected because if they're not producing food, We're going to suffer for it. We're going to either have a lack of food or the reduction in food is going to push the prices up for you and I. So I think maybe John was also coming at it more on a position that, in reflection, a lot of these protests have also brought with them extra clampdowns and lockdowns. However, they have also been effective in getting things reversed and in stopping the flow of globalism. Of that, there can be no doubt either. Uh, Mark Delaney said... uh, Uh, Good, who adds this Mr Positive Rick i'm not sure um what that means sorry uh mark i can't really uh grasp what you're saying there uh mr moose said all protesters have been infiltrated yes certainly that's another point that we were bringing up when they're big enough uh you can bet your bottom dollar that there'll be government agents monitoring those protests trying to control those protests and also infiltrating those protests of that there can be no doubt and you know it's a balancing act where do you strike the the balance you you keep it small keep an an infiltrators or do you have have to have as many people as possible to actually create change, in which case it's pretty much a given uh, that the government will not be too far away uh, from any protest that's actually going on and actually happening at the minute. Uh, Mr. Moose also said uh, if the 77th Brigade are out uh, tomorrow, then good luck. I think that's maybe to do with the uh, Assange trial down in London. But anyway, nice to see the live chat very busy and buoyant as always this morning got another story here that I want to cover off the EU wants France to shut nuclear power uh, and uh, replace it with wind and solar which would significantly increase greenhouse gases Uh, this has never been about the climate wake up so this is a report that's been uh, put up this morning here um let me just see yes uh eu's energy commissioner kadri simpson has urged france to raise its renewable energy target to at least 44 uh, percent by 2030 So despite the fact that the wheels are coming off, the climate nonsense, uh, they're doubling down, which is also what John said, you know, it's very rare that these globalists actually retreat from a position. They're now doubling down on the uh, greenhouse emissions and uh, climate change targets for France by 2030. They wanted to raise to at least 44%, warning it would consider taking steps at EU level in the case of any persistent shortcomings. So Paris has now refused to put forward a renewables target for 2030, uh, pushing instead for a wider decarbonized energy goal, which combines nuclear power and renewables. So taking a little bit of everything into account, and that's wise too, there's no harm in having some solar panels, there's no harm in having some wind farms, but at the expense of nuclear power and at the expense of coal-fired power, no, that would be absolute madness. So uh, there's a June deadline looming, ...for EU countries to submit their final national energy and climate plans. The European Commission is becoming increasingly confrontational with the French. Who would have thought it? The French being in confrontation. uh, Who would have thought that? Uh, According to Brussels calculations, France needs to achieve at least 44% in its gross final energy consumption... ...in order to contribute to the EU target of 42.5%. This really sucks badly, you know bureaucrats and maniacs sitting in positions of authority and power at least on paper anyway calling the shots companies countries having to fall into line with this as well and of course The bureaucrats aren't the people that are suffering as a result of this they still continue to eat their meat they still continue to drive their gas guzzling cars they still continue to be on their private jets it's people like us at the ground level that are hit with increased subsidies increased taxes and increased hassle and aggravation as a result of these mad mad targets that are being set by the eu the eu is bad news people The EU is bad news of that, there is no doubt. Uh, Another story that I want to cover here before the top of the hour, uh, this is to do with Ireland. So, Ireland have a new uh, digital uh, bill that's been brought in. So, uh, Jeremy Godfrey, the new head of Commission of Mean, previously worked as a censor for the Chinese government. Uh, Now he will oversee a call centre in Ireland with 120 agents dedicated the censoring the internet in Ireland and Europe. This is an emergency situation. Ireland needs your help and you know, there's a picture of this dude here, his uh, press (laughs) photograph and it's a shocker uh, altogether. Uh, If you wanna look him up, uh, I I can't put the details up, but his name is Jeremy Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-E-Y. Go and check out Jeremy Godfrey and his department have put out a message now, yesterday to say we welcome the application of the eu digital services act or otherwise known as the dsa which comes fully into force in ireland and across the eu from tomorrow which was today uh, the dsa provides new rules for how online services deal with illegal content or apply their own rules so this is the classic he looks like the kid that was maybe bullied in the school playground, he studied and he's, uh, you know, sycophanted his way up to the top of his profession, which is censorship. And now he's been given his very own call center with 120 minions under him. And their sole purpose is to censor and uh, shut down people that they claim are spreading mis and disinformation in Ireland and also further afield. So uh, that's one to watch out for, Jeremy Godfrey. Looks like a thoroughly uh, dodgy chap altogether. Uh, staying on Ireland, uh, great day for all involved. There was footage here that was posted over the weekend of a massive uh, protest in Drocada in Ireland, uh, which is halfway between Belfast and Dublin, pretty much. Um, So there's a lot of people on the streets at the minute in Ireland, as you probably are aware, protesting against the illegal immigration, the open doors, policies that Ireland are currently, um, you know, welcoming people hand over fist. And now many of them are actually ending up on the streets, uh, outside the protection processing centres in Dublin in particular. Uh, There was one Irish Senator, in particular, independent, sorry, Irish Member of Parliament, Irish TD, independent Claire Nolan officially calls out Roderick O'Gorman for escalating Ireland immigration crisis and sending out tweets in multiple languages telling people to come to Ireland and receive their own accommodation, front door key accommodation, within the space of four months. Now, of course, that hasn't actually happened. Yes, a lot of people have came in from Ukraine over the last few years and other places. They've been put up in guest houses and They've got their own accommodations in some po- in some places. However, there's a lot of people now sleeping on the streets in Dublin. They reckon it's uh, pushing up towards a thousand people now in Dublin city centre living in tents. It's effectively become a de facto tent city, and of course, those guys are now starting to get riled up and angry themselves. They were told that if they come here, they're going to get accommodation and they're going to be looked after. They didn't sign up to spending two months on the streets of Dublin in a tent during the Irish winter. And of course, many of them are, let's just say, from sunnier climates. (laughs) So they've got the surprise of the day uh, when they arrive in Dublin expecting, you know, a a bed and breakfast or a, a hotel or a nice house. They can put their feet up at the fire at night. No, they were given a tent and now they're kipping rough on the streets of dublin not a particularly pleasant experience at any time of the year let alone in the height of the winter time so bubbles are bursting uh bubbles are bursting left right and center uh and narratives the wheels are coming off a lot of narratives here and i think you would agree if you're listening maybe you would disagree but we do keep putting the pressure on, we are making headway. Yes, sometimes it feels like we're stagnating or it feels a little bit futile, but without a shadow of a doubt, when you look at the way things were two years ago, to the way things are now, a lot of people have been shaken out of their slumbers and a lot of people now are very much more active And proactive than they used to be, even uh, speaking out about injustices, challenging employers when it comes to BS, taking to the streets with protests, and of course, spreading the truth through whatever platforms that they have on uh, social media and one thing and another. Uh, So yeah, um, it's interesting. Interesting time to be alive. And of course, uh, we're going to be covering uh, the Assange trial over the next uh, two days. I've already told you that at the start of the show. So stay tuned for other guests that are involved in that uh, over the next few days. We've got that lined up for you too. So we've got to take a, a pause now. Yes, we've got to take a pause. I will be back after this uh, news break with more on Locked and Loaded here, live, unscripted and uncensored on TNT. Today's news talk.